0: What's up everybody, welcome back to another podcast here at City of Hope Church. Hope you're doing well. It's an awesome time of year. We're entering into a brand new year with 2023. And here at the church, we're going to be entering into a time called Consecrate. And um, just jumping right into it, Clay, what's that even mean?
1: Uh, Consecration is a theme throughout the Bible, throughout salvation history and what uh, God causes people to do, but you see every so often uh, when it came to the temple, when it came to themselves, I remember specifically, I think it's in Joshua chapter 3, right before they're about to go cross the Jordan River into the promised land, Joshua says to all the children of Israel, he basically says, consecrate yourselves mm. for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. And and then that was that was really their entrance into the promised land. I mean, some people will look at that That crossing of the Red Sea is their initial uh, baptism in water, kind of like. And then the crossing of the Jordan was their empowerment in the Spirit. Because after that, they see supernaturally the walls of Jericho fall. They become mighty warriors and, and they're winning battle after battle while entering into the Promised Land. So you see that empowerment coming onto their lives. But he says in order to receive that, he says, consecrate yourselves or set yourselves apart unto the Lord. So consecration is, I am intentionally setting this apart for the Lord's use. That's good. I'm laying some things off in order to demonstrate that this is for God's use only. So they would consecrate, and, and a lot of times the same word you get for consecration is sanctification. It's, it's um, in essence, it's the s- same. It's to make holy, to set apart. Uh, but even the utensils that they would use in the temple they would consecrate them unto the Lord. These are for the Lord's use only. So when we consecrate ourselves, we are basically the things that we've been giving our time to, the things that have been using us, we're setting that off. And then we're setting this specific time, specifically ourselves, our heart, our emotions, our mind, setting it apart for the Lord for a season at least. That will launch us, on, hopefully, see that that's another thing I guess about you know, every year we've done 21 days of prayer and fasting as a church that I've been here. Maybe one year we tried to take it up, take off, uh, but I've thought about doing it in different ways because there's there's some pitfalls to it. There's some good things about it. There's some challenges with it. I think it's good to just remind people, hey, it's a good time of year to really to you know kick off this year and say, God, I want this year to be a year that you you're the you're leading us into it. And the problem with is that we know even you know anytime somebody says, "Well, I'm gonna start going to the gym, I think even they say literally that gym memberships just explode in January, mm-hmm. but they put out new equipment in most of the new gym the gyms and everything, and then by the end of January, <laughs> everybody's <It's out>. gone, <laughs> yeah. and they can move some of the equipment back out not not pack it out so much. So you want to do something in such a way where you're inviting God into your life and just doing some radical things to hear from Him and to hopefully allow Him to launch you into a different lifestyle altogether. I think Jesus, when He began His ministry, He consecrated Himself by praying and fasting 40 days in the wilderness. And then that launched Him into a ministry that he could maintain through regular times away with God in prayer and fasting, but he's in the in the thick of it. But it was that initial forty-day consecration that launched him into it. Mm-hmm. And I, I think so. At the beginning of the year, that's kind of what we're what we're thinking about, what we're talking about.
0: Yeah, it's it's a honestly a, I mean, as cliche as it all is, like it it really is a good time for. I mean, people are just naturally thinking about. Things that they want to do different, um, things they want to change or implement. And w- before we started recording, one thing we talked about is honestly, there a lot of folks, myself included, uh, at the end of the day, are just miserable in a lot of regards. And and we yeah. we I think we want change. We want to do things differently. We know we should do things differently. I think, especially from a Christian standpoint, I don't know about everyone listening but i really i want to grow closer to god i want i want all that he has for me as a church i want us to to move into a season where we can we can handle what he has for us and and there's there are disciplines that are the backbone to bring about those changes but at the end of the day sometimes they're just to, to be honest they're just difficult yeah. and they're hard and we we said this we we want a cheat code for everything. Yeah. And and there's just not
1: a there, cheat yeah, code there's for something. There is not a cheat code to physical health. There's not a cheat code to mental health. Uh and there's certainly not one to spiritual growth and health either. Uh everybody wants to be like Jesus, but almost nobody wants to do what it takes to become like him. <laughs> that's good. And, and I think I think that's that's the biggest difficulty that we face is we want things easy even when it comes to our spiritual walk with God. What we really want is discount devotion. We want we want it to be kind of a cheap and easy thing that we can put put a little bit into and it get massive results. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's not the case when it comes to anything in life. You're gonna get out what you put in and I think really to become a strong follower of Jesus, it really takes your life. And it has to be something that's that's so important to you that you almost, obs- you, you do obsess over it. It becomes an obsession to you. Mm. Uh, but it's a, a healthy obsession. You know, Anything else you get obsessed with other than God can, can get you into a lot of trouble. But when you get obsessed with God, you get filled with the Spirit who is perfect wisdom. So instead of going nuts, your obsession become, makes you a healthy human. Yeah. Who walks in wisdom? Who walks in purity? Who walks in wholeness? Who walks in peace and joy and love and knows how to manage relationships? And that comes from just saying, "Man, I want I want God to the full." So
0: yeah, and I like what you said too because you know it's real easy to get excited at the beginning of the year and let things fizzle out. uh And and a, a big theme of my life that I noticed last year, at least, was a a, a a flaw that something I didn't like, and I started to catch it, was just the unhealthy rhythms of the world that we live in, and we get caught up in such a pace of life to where it's just busy, 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 go, 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 and before you know it, it's spring break. Before you know it, it's Christmas again, and it's like another year's went by, and nothing much has changed. And so, for me this year, I, I really, really, really want to establish something at the beginning of the year here that is going to launch me into a year of like yeah of maintaining a consistency because that's and i'll i'll you know share that that's one of my biggest weaknesses if if not my biggest weakness is just inconsistency in my life like yeah. I, I always start things really good and then
1: and then let you, things die out you know <laughs> And, well, almost everybody does that. I do that a lot, too. And, you know, I read something a while back. It just came to my mind. Uh, But I read that, uh, and this may even change what you end up saying in this podcast, (laughs) Uh, but I read that if you basically when you set a goal, so it's the beginning of the year you set a goal, and you say out of your mouth, I'm going to do this that the actual planning and saying of it out loud releases a certain amount of dopamine. So you just you feel good in and of yourself just saying it, but it actually inhibits you from, from doing it. Mm-hmm. So when you tell people mm-hmm. and you let it be known, these are my goals, this is what I wanna do, then there's, there's a certain amount of dopamine that's released that you oh man you feel good about that but then the actual action of it then doesn't meet that same dopamine release <laughs> that yeah. you did when you said it and, and and imagined it and felt good about it so it's almost as if there is this element of and 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 you know we'll get into this more and more but that's even why i think you know jesus said when you pray when you fast when you give do it in secret your father who sees in secret will reward you openly there's something to be said for doing a corporate fast. They, it's it's biblical. And so when you when you talk about prayer and fasting corporately, th- that's not a bad thing. Some people, it, it's so funny because every time you talk about prayer and fasting or you teach on prayer and fasting, there will always be some person come out of the woodworks and say, well, you ain't supposed to tell when you fast. Well, those are the same people that aren't fasting. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Because I, that would be like Jesus teaching about fasting. And, sa- and you saying, well, Jesus, you shouldn't have taught on that in Matthew 6. You ain't supposed to tell when you... Fa- they, shouldn't have re- they shouldn't have put that in the Bible in Matthew 4 when you went yeah. out and fasted 40 days. You ain't supposed to yeah. tell. Well, he's the one who set that into practice. And, and what he's saying is, so like, for example, it is much better that w- what, what my desire as a pastor would be is not that, hey, we call 21 days of prayer and fasting and everybody's just groaning and complaining for 21 days. About what they're doing. Mm-hmm. That's that's why one of the things that I'm going to ask, like when we start, it's like the eighth through the 28th is those 21 days, and that, but that's just three three weeks where you decide specifically. Here's some some levels of consecration, some modes of consecration where I'm going to say no to certain things and put the word of God, put prayer, put fasting in its place, put time alone in the secret place with God in its place. And during those three weeks, I'm going to try to implement these things specifically in order to draw nearer to God. And this isn't something that I would do regularly week in, week out every day of my life. But it could launch me into something where mm-hmm. I put healthier practices in, you know, weekly, monthly, whatever they may be. And, and so you move into that and you select something. So corporately, the only thing that I'm going to ask during that 21 days is that we pray and fast together on those Wednesdays. I can't remember what the date is on that, Jeremy. Yeah. It's like the 11th, the 18th, the 25th. Mm-hmm. Is that That's right? That's it, yeah. So the 11th, the 18th, the 25th, we're going to have prayer meetings in January um, on Wednesday nights at 630. And, I mean, I think I think corporately if we could all fast those days – uh, to some degree, you know, whatever you get the Lord's calling, to you, and, we, and we come together and pray together then, that's good. But then I would ask you additionally to pray about what, what do you want to do secretly with you and God mm-hmm. and consecrate to the Lord and say, this is what I'm going to do separately. I'm going to go on a three-day fast here where I'm going to do water only. And, and, and so people, I guess, you know, that's one of the things... You can direct me where I'm going as you're listening to me, there, Jeremy. But but that's probably when you start to talk about that, um, people have questions, obviously, about yeah. fasting and what can be done, what's like, what's actually legit. Because I know we talked about it in small group, and people we were talking about fasting, and and you know, I think I mentioned going just like on a three day fast, and they were like, "So you telling me you don't eat nothing for three days?" Like some people just don't even see that see that being possible. Yeah, and and rightfully so if you've never been engaged in, in that type of thing because it's it's unusual for our culture.
0: Yeah, it it is, and I think that's probably the biggest questions that come with fasting is like what does it include? Like, is it it does fasting include uh, things other than food, like social media, uh, can it, is it, does it have to be one full day? Does it have to, is it, can it just be a meal? Like, yeah. the, so those are some of the questions. And it, so just biblical fasting, from my understanding, Clay, and you correct me, is basically closing your mouth and not eating food. Now, mm-hmm. there is something to be said also about giving up other things, like, you know, if social media which this is probably hits us all, social media, if it takes up a huge chunk, it would probably be a good idea during those 21 days to say, hey, I'm going to give some of this up. Uh, and, and the time that I was using for that, I'm going to give to God. And I think that's good. Um, but maybe you can just kind of describe some of the differences
1: of, like, what fasting actually is yeah. and some of that stuff. So the, my, my fear with people saying, well, I'm going to fast social media, is, is that they basically uh, – they replace biblical fasting with something that they give up. And and so what you what you could find yourself doing, even though giving up social media would be good, it's not biblical fasting. Right. So you may you may end up just giving up video games but you still eat all the time. Well you've not fasted, yeah. you've just cut off something that's probably not beneficial for you anyway for a season in order to seek God, which is a good thing but you're still not getting the benefits of biblical fasting, if that makes sense. Right. So I would encourage people, yeah, consecration would be that during this time I will do something like give up my time in social media and instead give it to the reading of Scripture. Absolutely. Like that's that's consecration. Yeah, it's good. That's a good thing to do. Uh, I'm going to give up my video games or whatever it is that you give up, and I'm going to give that time to prayer. Um or, or even I'm gonna give that time to listening to teaching, biblical teaching, uh, studying my Bible, doing, doing something of that nature, taking a walk and praying instead, um, some, something of that nature. But, and people don't like when I say that because they wanna make, again, we want discount devotion. We wanna be well, I'm gonna fast broccoli. Well, that's not a biblical fast. <laughs> and, and, and I'm a little bit, you know, forever, people people there's different types of fast people would go on this 21 day fast called the Daniel fast. You ever been on a Daniel fast?
0: I've I've not. I I've okay. heard about well, it's it, and prob- talk, you know.
1: Probably better you yeah. have. So I've went on two Daniel fast and essentially what that is and and after I've done it a couple of times and prayed through it and looked at scripture I'm just like know. Uh, I don't think we're doing it the way that, that Daniel was. I think it was a good opportunity for people to sell cookbooks because what I usually see when people go on 21 day Daniel fast is like they're, they're over here, uh, getting cookbooks. Oh, tonight we're going to have quinoa and dates and like, <laughs> yeah. uh, we're going to have smoked potatoes. I mean, like, it just becomes like an, <laughs> a, like a diet plan. Yeah. It's a, di- it's what it is. Yeah. It's a diet plan, but it's not biblical fasting. Right. And I don't, I think, I think, you know, you have one of the things you need to understand about Daniel on his twenty-one day fast is it says he was mourning, and in that mourning he didn't have appetite. He was not planning out his meals. He was simply when he when he felt the need to have the energy to maintain his duties as an eighty year old man. Okay, he's probably about eighty when he did that. Then he just he when he went to eat because he's sitting at the king's table. The man's getting offered. M- m- huge portions of meat and wine and and all these sweets and everything all day long and instead when he sits at the table and realizes he needs something he just selects a couple of vegetables and he and he doesn't so he doesn't let any any pleasant thing come into his mouth because he's in mourning and prayer before god that's what he does so if you're going to do 21 days of that i would put it more along the lines of keeping some measure of food in the house but don't don't make cook a big fancy meal and make it like you know what I'm saying because because what what I did when we were on the Daniel fast was we were I spent more time thinking about what I was going to eat than thinking about the Lord yeah and spending time in prayer and and so the whole point of fasting is is not to just think about not eating or think about what what you get to eat it's about finding ways to divert all that attention toward God so that when you have a hunger pain, when you get hungry at night, you go into the closet with God and you pray and you rely on Him for strength instead. So if, if you were going to do the 21-day Daniel diet, go ahead and do that. I'm not, I, it's good, it'd probably even detox your body and be good for you physically. But I'm saying that spiritually the greatest benefit that I have seen is more along the lines of, of of selecting something where you cannot eat for for some period of time and give that time as much as is possible to mm-hmm. prayer um and so yeah and i'm did i sound really, no, did no i, sound I think terrible as far as the not, day, at, a, not at all i think it's good to define
0: the biblical fasting in terms of, like there's there's a there's a place for both those things and and you know like we said if you're if you're changing your diet up to a degree or if you're giving up certain things like TV or social media those are like like we've said those are good things but there's also a time and place for you're not eating food yes and you're and 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 one thing i have here in my notes too that because this has been such a problem for me is is it's not just about not eating and you 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 touched on that but when we're when we allow certain things Uh, Or if you're focused on a certain diet or a certain plan, uh, you're so consumed with what you can have and can't have that really it just becomes like sometimes before, like in the past when I fasted, really it's just been me not eating (laughs) and like fantasizing about what I'm going to get to eat later or whatever. And I'm not really diverting my attention to God and really seeking him Like, like it's prayer and fasting. Like it's not just fasting, right. um, and I think sometimes with a prayer and fast, it can become really more so about what you're uh, giving up, or what you're not eating, or what you can not eat versus you know actually seeking God, which you you already touched on. So I think it's good to define the boundaries of both those
1: those things. Yeah, and I think it's good to. I don't want to be overly negative, but but I don't I don't want to give you an opportunity to opt out and do something that isn't that challenging for you and then you not actually receive the benefits of true biblical fasting. Mm -hmm. Daniel's the only person in Scripture that we have and he didn't even call it a fast. He said, I was mourning three full weeks and during those three full weeks I did not eat any of these things. Mm -hmm. He didn't call it a fast though. When you see fasts called in Scripture, Esther called a fast for three days for the whole land to be saved and nobody not even the cattle ate or drank water for three days now biblically you know i would they jesus they say him and elijah and maybe moses fasted 40 days and didn't eat or drink you can't live without drinking water past three days and i wouldn't recommend it i've never done a fast personally the, I've only ever went one day without drinking water. And I just ain't. I'm, I'm just not going to do that unless the Lord calls me to do it. Yes. I'm yeah. going to drink water and I'm going to drink lots of it. Yeah. Uh, and 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 that's part of what helps me get through a fast is drinking a lot of water. Um, but so, I mean, I, the first time I ever fasted was a one day fast, full 24 hours water only. That's just what I, that's what I did the first time. And it was it was very hard. It was brutal, and one of the things that you're going to have to recognize is whatever you select to do, uh, it's going to be difficult. Mm-hmm. So don't don't expect ease. Right. You're putting your body, which is enslaved, your body's enslaved to caffeine, to sugar, to fats, to whatever else, you, to whatever else you've been you've been feeding it, and and for the most part, that's one of the problems with Christians is that our body controls our lives we never almost never say no to our bodies you know when we when i mean and and i'll just go ahead and get straight with it i mean when we want sex we'll get it from a person or pornography human beings will Mm -hmm. they they're controlled by their impulses by their bodies uh when we get hungry we eat period i mean and we'll say i'm starving and literally we just ate four hours ago Mm -hmm. you know it, we, we have a very difficult time controlling our bodies And our bodies end up controlling us And scripture even talks about that That we, we pursue the lust of the flesh and of the mind And so part of what fasting is Is you from your spirit Gaining control and mastery over your body The Bible says that if you uh, live according to the flesh You shall die But if you through the spirit Put to death the deeds of the body You shall live So part of what fasting is, is not eating and you gaining mastery and control Mm -hmm. over your body as to say, body, you don't tell me what to do. Yeah. I tell you what to do. Saying no to your flesh. Yes. The body is to serve the spirit and not the spirit, the body, because the body will lead you into destruction. It has impulses left to itself. It's like an animal, but we are... Spirit-filled people as Christians, and so when we fast, what we actually do is we open our spirits, and we, t- we there's there's something about that time when we begin to fast and give that time to the Lord. You become sensitive to the spirit. Yeah, super it's, sensitive. It's a it's a strange thing, um, and 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 for me, you know, and that, this is where it gets difficult. And I know people are going to be on the line even listening to this about like how much they're actually going to fast because your, your initial. Your initial thought is, okay, what's the easiest thing that I can do, <laughs> yeah. and get some benefits out of this, and just at least say that I went through it and did it, um, because you know, so so like here a lot a lot recently, and I'll just share this. Not, I hope people understand this is not boasting or anything. Is I'm sharing this to give people information. But here recently we've been fasting a lot, just on Wednesdays. Now for me, what I do because I'm have. Uh, my minor addiction to coffee and, and caffeine is like on Wednesdays, so I'll get up and I'll drink a little coffee and eat like a very small portion of food, maybe like two eggs or something, okay? And that's what I've been doing on Wednesdays. And then I fast. I don't eat anything else the rest of the day. And I go to bed on an empty stomach. But what I do during that day, see, so that at least just gives me a kickstart. I don't have to deal with a huge headache at noon that kind of thing mm. and it gets me through the day day of work but i pray in the morning at noon instead of which i don't eat lunch that much anyway but at noon instead of eating lunch possibly i go and take a walk or find a spot and spend 30 minutes in prayer and then i come home and as soon as i get home i'll, I'll go outside maybe take another walk and spend 30 minutes in prayer and then and then before i go to bed i'm, I'm in the scripture and I'm, I'm spending time in prayer once again before i go to bed and just that sort of keeps the edge sharp if you mm-hmm. if, if you will but for me personally now in in my in my life i have done i mean I, numerous three-day fasts water only several seven-day fasts water only and and then i've done i've, I've went as, as long as 10 days i i, I set out one time to do 21 days and made it 10 Mm and um and so i but i i know i know lots of people personal friends uh that have been 21 days you know water only maybe a little juice here or there so there's different things you could do you know you could I, i know a lot of people what they'll do is maybe and you maybe they'll maybe they'll fast for 21 days and just just eat dinner um during those 21 days so they're praying and and praying and fasting all day but then they're eating dinner at night or they're just eating breakfast and then they're fasting the rest of the time so that's almost like an intermittent mm-hmm. type of fasting yeah um and and maybe they even cut down their portions when they do eat and when they do eat they eat something very clean that's not going to affect their body that's going to give their body a chance to detox some of the junk that they've been eating because here's the other thing that I found like if I, if I start out right now on a three-day fast, for me, the first two days are like misery.
0: Mm-hmm. They
1: just really are because I'm detoxing that caffeine. I've got a headache. Um, I'm just really not feeling good. My my breath stinks. I don't want to be around people. I'm irritable. Yeah, it's it's true. Yeah, and so I'm detoxing I, yeah, completely because I'm everything. detoxing that caffeine and all this junk. And then what I find is on about about that third day. It's the first day I'm I'm mega tired. Like probably in the mid-afternoon I'm just ready to go to sleep. Uh, detox and that stuff. On that third day, you know, two nights of sleep, get up on that third day for me usually. All of a sudden, it's like I start to feel clarity. And I start to like I, fe- I sense i sense something internally in my spirit. And um and and I've got tons of energy all of a sudden and I'm not eating anything. And i'm just drinking water and i just i just feel better i'm hungry but i just feel a lot better overall and as i extend into that there's like waves and peaks of like hunger and weakness but at the same time there's greater clarity there's just this fit you start to sense this mastery over yourself in the spirit and this control and then there's like a real sensitivity like you go into the place of prayer you go into a church service and, and you just sense the presence of God like never before. Like mm-hmm. just just walk in and just feel the vibration, so to speak of the spirit, your heart kind of beating and you're just like aware of God and and you'll be in prayer and you'll sort of sense that sensitivity like he's just dropping something more in, into your spirit than usual. So I don't, I don't know if that's been helpful but but that's if you're going to press in deep, you just got to get ready for it. like you have, yeah. you have to brace yourself for that kind of a thing yeah and
0: it's taken for me personally it's taken prayer and fasting to really get to the root of some of the issues in my life that I don't think I would have I don't think I would have gotten to or I wasn't in a position for God to deliver me or break chains so to speak had I not been going through a a, a fast uh, some of the you know i've had at the end of a fast i've had dreams that really brought some Revelation and kind of uh, broke some things off of my life, and it's—I don't think that I would have came to that had I not been going through a prayer and a fast. So these are these are essential. And anyone listening, I would encourage you you to—you know—whatever you do, you know, take this time serious because it God can really show up and do some wonderful things in your life that otherwise He again it, it almost it you're putting yourself in a position to receive versus just going through the motions and not being available, so to speak, and really not pressing into the depths that you need to press into to reach, uh, you know, freedom and clarity and revelation and direction. And, you know, those things that we all want in our life, sometimes this is what it takes to get there. And so it, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. It's really hard, but it's also it can bring some really awesome breakthrough in
1: your life. Yeah, prayer and fasting is the key that unlocks the supernatural power of God. I believe that with everything in me. Uh, prayer, prayer and fasting is the key that unlocks the supernatural power of God. And I think most Christians have basically relegated their lives to learning some scripture and singing some songs and trying to be a good person and giving and really never tapping into the supernatural power of God, really never experiencing the things of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, the power of God in any real way, never seeing any miracles, never seeing God move in a powerful way, never getting set free from real secret bondage and sin that people have just hidden their entire lives or maybe depression or, or certain, like you said, certain things because they're unwilling to sort of dive into that supernatural power that comes through prayer and fasting. And I just think it's 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 clear, you know, that's one of the things that Jesus laid out as as something that his disciples would do. Mm-hmm. He said, when you pray, pray in secret, your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. When you fast, fast in secret to your father who sees in secret, he'll reward you openly. The same with giving. Uh, When some of John's disciples said, Hey, how come Jesus, John's disciples all fast, but you don't fast? And he said, when the bridegroom's with them, basically when I'm here in the flesh, uh, they don't have any reason to fast right now, but I will be taken from them one day. And then... Then, when I'm taken from them, then my disciples will fast. And Mm -hmm. then he told a parable about new wineskins and new wine being poured into new wineskins. And I think, you know, the wineskins and the new wine has to do with the Holy Spirit. And I think what he was saying is, I'm here now. They're watching me do this work in the flesh. I'm empowering them because I'm here. I'm going to leave, and then I'm going to send the Spirit, and there's going to be a new wineskin. Now you don't pray and fast out of relig- religious ritual, but you pray and fast to open yourself up to being filled with the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and to receive that new wine of power. Mm-hmm. And and so he's saying, for those who are willing to pray and fast, my presence to them in the Holy Spirit will be even greater than my physical presence was to the disciples when I was there. Mm-hmm. And and so there's, there's that element where his, you know, he knew that that was going to be the key to unlock supernatural power. I was addicted to pornography. I was addicted to drugs. I was addicted to alcohol. I had depression all my teenage years growing up. Um, and And I couldn't shake those things. And I read the New Testament. And in it, I wanted to seek God. I wanted to find him. I wanted to know him. And for whatever reason, didn't have any teaching on it. I just read what Jesus said in Matthew six about prayer and fasting. I thought, man, this has gotta do something. Like there's something to this. If there's any way to let God know I'm ready to seek him, it's through fasting. And the first time I did I did a one day fast in the middle of just absolute darkness. And I mean, I didn't tell anybody, I just did it. I said, Jesus, this is your I did it on Christmas Day, two thousand seven. I said, Lord, you gotta get me out of what I'm in. And that just sort of launched me into a season over the next next 11 months. I started bumping it up to three-day fasts. And every so often I'd go on a three-day fast, water only, and I'd pray and seek God. And man, it led me into an encounter with the Holy Spirit where all of those addictions completely broke. I was filled with the Holy Spirit and my life dramatically changed. Mm-hmm. And honestly, from that point, rather than saying, well, thank God I'm free, I'm gonna quit praying and fasting and that season in my life, it launched me into greater measures of it because now I thought, well, I've only scratched the surface. Mm. I've only just begun. I've just gotten set free from generational bondage and depression and addiction and all of these things. So I've only just now begun to scratch the surface. I want to dive in deeper and then and then it's like the Lord launched me into the gifts of the Spirit. He launched me into praying for people and seeing power break out. He launched me into, into preaching the gospel. And, and, and my greatest fear in life was public speaking. And it was prayer and fasting that sort of unlocked an anointing for me where when I got up, I felt the Lord come on me. <laughs> and then I realized, well, ho, if this is what Christianity is, this ain't even me preaching. Like this is me, the vessel, me, my thoughts, me, my voice. But this is the Spirit of God empowering me to do what I could not do on my own. And that's when I realized, okay, prayer and fasting is a way that I have a relationship with God in which I'm allowing the Holy Spirit to take over my life. Yeah. And when I I don't, you know, I, I notice the effects. And let me say this now that I'm, because during that season in my life, I was young had very little responsibilities, had an easy job, wasn't pastoring a church, didn't have a wife, didn't have a kid. And so now, you know, I was praying and fasting all the time. I was spending massive amounts of time alone with God. The more responsibilities I have getting married, having a child, as great of a blessing as pastoring a church, being married and having a child is, most of our listeners know it demands things of you. And prayer and fasting is not at the top of your list anymore. it's not at the top of my list anymore because i I want to feel decent when I'm trying to spend time with my family and you know what I mean mm-hmm. and love my child and 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 pastor this church well and deal with pe- people you know on a daily basis so it it just it becomes increasingly difficult with the increase of responsibility and demand et cetera prayer, fasting it seems like we don't have the time for it that we once did, but, you know, I, I just want to encourage you that you can find ways to weave this into your life, mm-hmm. even if it is just a day, you know, if you do a day a week, and and in that day you do, like I said, maybe you even eat a little meal for breakfast or dinner or something just to, to get you through, but during that day, you, you feel that hunger and you resist it, and in that, and in its place, you... You pray instead, and you seek the face of God. You're going to see massive breakthrough. But I'm telling you, for me, on those three-day fasts, the greatest supernatural breakthrough I've ever seen in my life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes God calls people to greater things than that. He calls them to seven-day fasts. He calls them to 21-day fasts. I know know people who've done 40-day fasts. And even in my mind, I think to myself, that's insane, dude. But I'm telling you, I mean, I, I just pray that the Lord would would put a sense and a calling on us of, of like what what do we need to press into, God? Because if we look at our world, if we look at the situation of our world, the conditions of our world, and even even the condition of the church, do we really, like have we unlocked everything you've purchased for us on the cross? Mm. Not even close. We're not even close. Mm-hmm. And so what is available? Our prayer and fasting can open doors for people to be genuinely saved. Our prayer and fasting can open the doors for people to be genuinely healed in their bodies from debilitating disease. Our prayer and fasting can open the power of God up where people that are oppressed, depressed, under demonic influence, addicted to all kinds of of different things in this life and and their lives being destroyed, their marriages being destroyed, those things can be broken. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's what we want to we want to press into and believe for. So I think the key is you you know, you set you set some expectations. You you set an objective. What do I want to do? What do I want to experience? What am I praying for? And you think in terms of, of God's spirit, God's power, repentance getting your heart right, allowing God to purify you, allowing God to set you free from some bondages. And then you're praying for other people to be saved. You're praying for God to pour out His Spirit. You're praying for the power of the Holy Spirit to move through you and use you like never before. You want to know God. You want to draw closer to Him. You set an objective on, on what you're going to do. You decide what kind of fast you're going to do. And, and then you... You give that to the Lord. You consecrate it to the Lord. You set it apart. You cut out TV, some here and there. You cut out social media, whatever you need to, to focus more effectively. But then, then you expect results. You want to see God move, mm-hmm. and and you dive into it. So, I don't know, Jeremy. You listen to me there for a minute. Is there anything I'm missing or need to pick up on or? No, I think it's
0: wonderful, man. I think this covered quite a bit, and and uh, you know, coming up. You're also going to be going into a little bit of a mini-sermon series where you're covering a lot of this other stuff too, so we have that to look forward to. Um, Again, just to kind of lay it out for folks, as a church for us, this is going to be essentially January the 8th through the 28th, which we're going into this time of uh, consecration, uh, 21 days of prayer and fasting. And then on January 11th, 18th, and 25th, Uh, 6.30 that evening we're going to have prayer nights and we're going to call basically everyone to fast those days. Um, uh, Just kind of together that way we're all in one mind, one accord, going after God and
1: meeting together that evening to to worship and to pray. And then outside of that time, outside of those three days, you you pray about beginning on the 8th through the 28th. What does God want you to do beyond that? You can look at a Bible plan, you know what I'm saying, start reading Scripture, diving into the Word, Set some time apart to just get in the prayer of the alone place with God to pray to God and then and then speaks pick something specifically as far as prayer and fasting goes that God yeah. may be leading you into to say I want to really focus in on that, yeah. And of course, if you have any questions
0: whatsoever, um, need some direction, we're always here. You can uh, shoot us a message or stop by the church and see us, um, but yeah, this is going to be a good time. It's uh, again it's a difficult time there's uh, there's there's discipline is not always fun but it's i mean such a i mean what an opportunity uh and, and what a you know just to think what a, a tool the lord has given us to say hey yeah. here's a thing that you can use that's going to bring some like you said genuine transformation healing salvation i mean it, it, god has this for us and and would be silly not to to seek it out and not to go after it. Yeah. And so we don't want to be people that just go through the motions. And so I'm excited, Clay. I'm yeah. excited for our church. And, and uh, yeah, it's going to be great. Amen. Love you, buddy. Love you guys out there. Thanks for the conversation. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you're liking these podcasts. Um, Again, I, I've already said it, but if you ever have any types, uh, types of questions, comments, Uh, Be sure to let us know. We appreciate you guys, and we look forward to talking to you on the next one.